Now let's go to Collector's Corner. We do it each Wednesday, meet someone with an interesting collection, and we're joined now by Max Barclay, who collects vintage tools. Hi, Max. Good afternoon, Jesse. Lovely to chat to you, and hello to uh, the residents of Te Aroha. Beautiful oh, Waikato town. My um, my lovely little sister Bridget has just moved to Tiaroha and is loving life in that part of the world. Max, tell me how you got into vintage tools. Oh gosh, um, I got in all of a sudden. Really, um, I, I suppose the foundation was established um, when I watched my father. He had a, a small number of tools, and, and but he was such a fusspot, and he. Um, <laughs> he, bought, he, he, he bought good quality tools, um, you know, rakes and pitchforks and spades and, and things that, that fathers have around the house. But they had hickory handles and he kept them beautifully clean. He oh oiled them and there was never any clay left on them. And so I suppose I got my respect for tools um, towards them. And um, another thing happened too when I was a young, just a, just a kid um, before I went to school. I was allowed to play on his jigsaw, and I could take a bit of wood up there. I found it very difficult to reach the pedals and um, and uh, get the thing going. So I used to get my um, uh, my sister, who was a couple of years younger than me, out down on her hands and knees, and she used to pedal the thing uh, with that with her hands while yeah. I would push the wood into the blade. Huh. And um, but I'd, so I'd always been fascinated with the unusual rare or um, and things that had an, an unknown use. And then about 30 years ago, I came across a saw set in a junk shop. And uh, I was quite amazed that for such a functional tool, just like a small pair of pliers, the casting in the steel was absolutely exquisitely done. It was just a work of art. And... Um, it didn't cost me very much. I took it home for about seven dollars, if I remember rightly, and I just kept on collecting saw sets. What's and, uh, sorry, Max, dealing with an idiot here. Yep. What's a saw set? Well, a saw set is comes in many forms, but, but but the basic one that your listeners will be might be familiar with is is one like a um, pair of pliers. You squeeze the handle, and it bends every alternate tooth on a saw. An alternate way. Oh yeah. So what happens then is you get a um, all the all the teeth. They will then cut a wider um, cut in the timber than the width of the saw, and it doesn't jam. And huh. it has to every single saw that you've uh, that you have, or virtually every single saw, whether it's a circular saw or cross cut yeah. for felling trees, uh, has got the teeth set marginally one way or the other. Huh. Yeah. Now, this is a completely foreign language to people who have grown up being able to just go to the massive hardware store and, and buy a tool and then you use it for yes. six months or a year and it breaks and who cares because you just go buy another one because it's so cheap. This is a totally different that. philosophy, right? Well, yes, because times have changed. Because in the, in the days when, um, when some of these tools were created, they were built with a certain amount of pride out of prime materials and the old saws on which um, saw sets were used were, were hardened right from the tooth to the very back of the saw. Mm. But now, of course, they only harden the edge. And as you say, when it gets blunt, you throw it away and get a new one from the hardware. You, yeah. you, you stuck with saw sets in the early days, right? You, you just kind of got quite fond of them. Yeah, I, I, I researched them. Um, I uh, was amazed to find that um, 
Todd Freeberg had written a uh, book, um, prepared a book, it was patented, patented United States source sets, and between 1812 and 1925, there were over 900 American patents. And uh, so I'll never know whether I've got them all or not. <laughs> um, but then I, I um, did a um, fortuitous thing. I, I joined a vintage talk collectors club in Auckland, and I joined to broaden my knowledge. But um, it, uh, it's, it's become, that's become a, um, a wonderful source of friendship and knowledge. They produce a, a good that magazine. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. There, and, uh, there are enough people interested in it to form a bit of a community. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of the few serious collectors of sorcets, so I've, I've also I've gone into um, lots of other things like um, um, hand tools, mostly hand tools, planes, and um, and um, oh, levels and marking gauges and anything that's got nice timber, rosewood or ebony and brass fascinates me. And um, so I've got a, quite a considerable connection to those sorts of things. But the um, prime. Prime, my prime collection of sources. Um, it's a really obvious question, but I think people will be asking it. Why, Max? Why collect these things? Um, there's something there's something new to learn with every one. Um, it, it's amazing to get a source set that might have been painted in, say, 1880, and then um, two or three years later, somebody's painted another one, which is... and it, um, advancement on the previous ones. You can see how they've developed, and um, I, I've got series of sets unrelated to um, um, the original inventor, um, and you can see a progression in improvement. That um, and, and that that fascinates me. And um, I've got some extraordinarily rare ones. Um, I've got a number that are the only ones, as far as I know, that are in captivity. And, huh. uh, and it's nice to have something that's rather rather unique, and they they are a form of form of art and look rather stunning when they're cleaned up in a in a um, glass fronted cabinet. Yeah, you enjoy looking at them and showing them off, and um, yes, and sharing yeah these beautiful items with other people. Um, yes, absolutely. How many different <laughs> tools do you think you have? Oh goodness, I, I must have um, somewhere near. Or five hundred source sets, and I, I and I, <laughs> and and, and I, I'd, I'd have an equal number of um, of other hand tools too. I would think. Where have so, you mostly found them? Um, I'm very fortunate. That our club um, hold regular tool auctions. We provide a service to the public, and uh, we'll appraise tools for free. And uh, very often uh, people want to dispose of grandfather's collections or, or that sort of thing, and so we auction them off. So I get quite a few um, in, in New Zealand, but um, I get them from auctions and tool dealers all over the world. New Zealand Vintage Tools Collectors Club, is that you? Yeah, New Zealand Vintage Tool Collectors Club, yes. And I see um, from the notes here you're currently the secretary. Yes, that's so. Okay. And people who are interested would be able to join the club, and even if they didn't have many vintage tools of their own, just um, you know, yes, uh, take yeah. a look at other people's and, and join, take part in the discussion. Absolutely, we've got a number of members that don't collect tools. That we have a, um, a retired um, surgeon, and uh, he comes along to uh, to our monthly meetings and enjoys the company, and um, and and so sometimes he um, 
um, exhibits his own um, small collection of surgical tools too. So uh, our members cross an enormous um, variety of trades and uh, activities, Uh, you know, blacksmithing, watchmaking, um, carpenters, joiners, um, chair makers, there's all all sorts of trades that are uh, uh, of interest to some of our members. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for your time today, Max. Thank you for the opportunity, Jesse. Max Barclay and his vintage tool collection.